This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Well, hey, hey there. Welcome back to the podcast. Okay, pop quiz time. What is one thing you can do right now to improve accessibility on your website and overall online presence? Stumped? Don't worry, you're not alone. And this really isn't a pop quiz because I'm going to give you the answer. And that answer comes in our guest today, Myrna Durami. Myrna is a marketing technology strategist and the founder of Myrna & Co., a tech coaching firm specializing in digital media optimization strategy, analytics, and ADA compliance. She takes pride in helping her clients become the best digital versions of themselves that convert better than ever before. Accessibility can sometimes be a confusing or overwhelming topic because we know that it's important, so we want to get it right. Myrna has been so helpful to me in making both of our websites more accessible, and she just does such an amazing job breaking down the small but impactful things we can start doing right now to improve accessibility in each of our businesses. So let's go ask Myrna how she improved her digital inclusivity and accessibility. Hey, hey, Myrna, it's so good to have you here. How are you? I'm good, honey. How are you? I'm so good. And I'm so glad that we're talking about accessibility in terms of website and online presence today. So before we get into that, I'd love for you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Sure. So my name is Marna Durami. Hi, everyone. I call myself a technology translator. What that basically means is I make tech more tangible and easy to understand for small business owners that may not be so tech savvy. Oh, so good and so (laughs) needed. (laughs) I need to send like every once in a while we get clients that were just like, don't think you're ready for a launch because you don't know what a website is. We're like, yeah. there we go. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I will send them your right. way. <laughs> there we go. Just yeah. to translate it and make it just that much more easy to understand. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot absolutely. of that. So <laughs> last year, when was it? Was it, I guess like middle of last year ish, you helped me with both of my websites and yes. do you call it an accessibility widget? Like what are the, what is it called? What is it called? So it's called an, an accessibility application overlay is what okay. the technical term is. But in all fairness, it, it is basically a widget mm-hmm. that makes it so that your website can be adaptable for people who may have any type of disability to easily navigate and have a good experience online with your website. Mm, yeah. I have gotten so many compliments since then. And I, love that. I have to tell you, it was the easiest thing ever. I gave you my money. I gave you <laughs> yes. access to things. I told you our colors and everything. Yep. And like a week later, it was there. It was up. <laughs> yep. No, yeah. it is a pretty seamless process. I mean, I, I partnered with a technology company that has done an amazing job in creating this application. And I mean, I love it because it's very inobtrusive. 
It doesn't mess with the look of your website unless you want it to. And it like meets people where they are and allows for them to manipulate if they see fit. Like if they want the font to be bigger, they can do that. If they want it to be just muted because it's too much color, they can do that. So I love the fact that it doesn't mess with your brand and it only meets people where they are at the same time. And yeah. it makes it so that your website's accessible and people have a great a great user experience, which That's I love. Awesome. So. so now that we talked a little bit about making things accessible, let's talk, yeah. let's define accessibility. What does that mean? And especially in the online world. So in the online world, when you think about accessibility, it basically means that you're providing information online in a digital format that anyone seeing it will have a great user experience or at least level the playing field. So it's the same, whether or not someone has a disability or they have an impairment or they're just, you know, looking at the content for what it is. Okay. So it's literally just leveling that playing field and making it so that you can receive the information, that content in a more level way or universal way that everyone's kind of seeing it or experiencing it the same way. Okay. I love that definition. Thank you. So when we're thinking about online, specifically, I'm going to say websites mainly, but also mm -hmm. I know people have been doing a much better job with accessibility when it comes to webinars or, you know, at like challenges, summits, those sorts of things as well, as well as Instagram posts and everything. Right. So can you give us two to three tips or two to three ways that we can make the user experience more accessible in different ways for, for us? 100%. So a lot of the platforms out there online are very visual, right? So every one of them probably has an image or a video that you're uploading content to. If you want to make that content more accessible, meaning that people who may have the need to see it in a different way can receive it, the best way I would say to do it is to make sure you're always adding what's called alternative text to every one of the images that you upload. And that comes from your website. That's a, a post on Instagram. They've allowed for that now where you can actually add alternative text to image posts on Instagram. Same thing goes with LinkedIn, like all the different platforms now kind of all allow for that. So that's one way that you can easily make it so that that content, if someone doesn't necessarily have the ability to see it, they can read what it's about and get context of it as well. And it also helps as an SEO booster too, but that's, you know, a whole other topic right. <laughs> which we can talk about another day. But, but, you know, why not kill two birds with one stone in terms of like, if you're going to put the alt text in, know that you're, you know, you are the primary reason that you're doing it for, is for the accessibility, but it is going to help the SEO as well. Exactly. Because you have to think like a computer, a search engine is literally, they don't have eyes and ears. They just have like the ability to scan through the text. So if you can give the other way for them to make context of that image or that video, doing alternative text or providing some kind of caption will do that. Right. So, so yeah. I've seen them be very like vague verse or to, all the way to like very, you know, very specific. So for example, vague would be like woman holding flower, you know, right. all the way to like black woman with short hair holding yellow flower with green stem, you know, exactly. is there, is there a better or like, is there some kind of standard that we're seeking in terms of like how specific we're being? Yes. The more specific, the better with this okay. Tosh, because here's the thing, everybody's brand, you can use the same image and say different things to each image, right? So if it's related, if it's relevant to your brand, you'd want to make sure that the context of how someone's receiving that image is pertaining to what you want someone to know when they're looking at the image. Mm -hmm. So yeah, saying just woman with flower 
but you're selling the yellow flower in the picture doesn't wow. work. Mm-hmm. You should say, you know, and if, if, if D and I mean something to you, you want to say like woman of color holding a yellow flower, whatever the name is, you know, produced by or man, whatever, by the company. Like you want to make sure you're giving a full picture as to why that image matters to your brand. Oh, love it. Okay. Oh, hey there. Can I interrupt this amazing episode for just one second? I want you to listen up right now, especially if you've done it. You've built a successful and booming business, and now you're ready to take it to the next step and start or grow an agency. An agency model business can be a great way to increase your income and impact without adding more implementation work to your plate. But without the right support systems and team, it can definitely feel overwhelming and crash and burn. That's why I created the Agency Thrive Mind, a supportive group coaching program for agency owners. Imagine being in a supportive space where your fellow members and coaches get you, are rooting for you, and are there to help you during the ups and sometimes downs of building this new level of your success. Ready to hear more? I can't wait to share it. Head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind for all of the info. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind. Okay, what's your second tip? How can we do this? Second tip I would say is when you're looking at accessibility, making sure that things are not complicated, even for what you would deem normal. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm that's I'm putting quotes up. You can't mm-hmm. see me, but I'm putting my air quotes up. Because here's the thing, you want to make it so that it's possible. And that's the game, that's the play. So if it means someone going through like web pages on your website or like a process to your website, you're trying to take them through your funnel, streamlining that to make that a lot more easy is always a key to make something more accessible. Whatever your calls to actions are, they should be very clear and very succinct as opposed to saying like click here or even some people say learn more. I would even say elaborate a little bit more, like be a little bit more clear in your directive. Mm -hmm. That would make your website more accessible. The other thing I would say too, is just be mindful of the fonts you're using and the colors you're using, because if the fonts are very small. Someone, even someone who may not even have blind impairment may struggle with seeing what's on that page. And if the fonts also like very scripty or like hard to read, it could make it so that it's illegible to that person. So thinking through the size, thinking through the types of fonts, very important as well. Yeah, I know that in the last year or two, I've been saying to my team very often, like, y'all, we need to bump up this font because my 41-year-old eyes are not the same as my 35-year-old eyes. There you go. Right. Right. So really thinking about like even things like age range and the fact that like normal wear and tear on people's, you know, eyes, if, if you are serving like an older audience or an audience that has a spectrum of age, just because of that, you may want to think about these things too. You might have to start thinking about these things. Yeah, it's like literally the name of the game is how do you meet people where they are, especially if that's your target demographic mm-hmm. in the best way, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, however you could do. But I mean, overall, I think, yeah, the font thing is a huge thing because I feel like I've seen so many websites where the font is like so tiny. And then you look at it on a mobile device and you're like, nobody's reading this. Absolutely like, not, honestly, yes. <laughs> Nobody's reading what you're putting out. So you might as well make it a little bigger. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the other thing that is has been helpful for me, I think, in accessibility, like every, everybody listens to my podcast knows that I have ADHD. 
And one of the things that I tell any of my team members when they first join my team in how, like the how to work with me, basically, as we're talking about that is if you send me an email that has paragraph after paragraph of long text, I will never be able to absorb it. I will forget about it and go hide in a corner and do anything but read this email. <laughs> so really thinking about like your, your target demographic and the people that could be neurodivergent in your demographic, what do they need? What would be easiest for them to be able to actually consume your content and get through it instead of feeling like there's no way I'm ever going to be hard able pass. to do this. Yeah, right. hard pass. Yeah. Like, no. And exactly. to your point, I mean, creating things where they're small, bulletized, very concise, that overall, like that helps. That's in the long run, like a win-win mm-hmm. because people, A, don't read anyway, like mm-hmm. most of the time. <laughs> when you provide them the content in absorbable, small little nuggets, I mean, we all kind of knew that, but we don't necessarily process that and do it in our right. world. But when you do that and separate it out, have it in smaller nuggets, make it so that there's more space in between, it does allow for it to be received a lot better for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Any third tip for us? Okay. So what did I say? I said the fonts, I said alternative text. And then I think the the other thing I would say is color is a big one. Mm-hmm. I think people don't realize, I mean, I, I know a lot of brands where they're like, oh my gosh, I love my blushes and my neutral tones and all the things, but there's not enough contrast between mm-hmm. some of those palettes. So just being mindful of contrast between the fonts the colors you're using for the font and the background palettes that you're using as well as if you're using like a very muted or a very light palette, just know that nine times out of 10, whoever's going to be seeing it on the other side may not absorb all of that. They may see it very muted and not even notice any of that detail. So just being mindful of color contrast is another big one as well. Is there a way that like when we are building out our brand identity, visual brand identity that we can like test this? Is it, is it like, can we go to you or is there a website that we can like filter it through and they'll tell us, you know, something like that? Exactly. So yes, there are plenty of resources out there, especially with the color contrast ratio that'll tell you if it's either a red flag or if it's good. Um, You can actually like have your pages scanned and it'll tell you. And then there's also people like me who could, you know, assess and tell you as well and advise, but the quickest way and easiest way, there's a lot of resources out there specifically for that color ratio or color contrast ratio, even font size, you can actually have that scanned and screened as well. And it'll red flag you, which is great. Okay. So last question before I ask you about your opt-in is what's one action that we can take? Cause I know that like you know, if I, if I had this website that had pages upon pages upon pages and had not been doing alt text, I would feel overwhelmed right now. Of like, oh my gosh, I got all these pictures that I got to go back and put alt text in, which actually probably is the truth. I probably need to do it for some of my pages, but (laughs) enough about me. (laughs) But yeah, I'm just wondering like, what is the, what is the one thing that we can kind of start with? I would say the one thing to start with is your home page. I wouldn't say go to every single page on your website, but being that that's your Digi Homes like storefront, I would say go through that page with a new set of eyes, looking through and again, just itemizing whether or not your fonts are too small, what your calls to action on that page are, if the colors are off, you know, all just look at some of the things we talked about. And I think in that, that'll get you started. And then I would even say, 
adding the alt text to those images that are on your page. Yeah. So you're not overwhelmed because that's like the most important page on your website. Mm-hmm. And then after that, if you feel like you want to continue going, you can continue going. But I would say that would be the one thing in the first place I would start for sure. Right there. Awesome. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit more about the opt-in that we will be providing on our uh, show notes? Yeah. So I went through the due diligence of reading through the guidelines that uh, there, there's some guidelines out there. It's called the WGAC guidelines that pretty much allow for people to understand how to make their websites or their web pages more compliant with ADA, which is basically the guidelines that we're given to know whether or not we're accessible or not. And so I created a checklist. It's a long one, but I break it down into several different aspects and I make it very, very easy to understand. So if you're thinking about visually impaired people and what they may deem as something that may need to be checked off or looked at, I have a checklist for that. I have the same thing for hearing. I have the same thing for any cognitive abilities that someone may have and just a checkoff list. So that's the opt-in. So it at least will get your mind thinking and asking the right questions when you're going through your homepage or any of the pages or all the content you put online as well. So amazing. Thank you for that. And that will be in the show notes at tashabooth.com forward slash podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Where do you hang out online? Where can we find you? Oh my gosh. Well, first off, thanks so much for having me. You know, I could talk to you all day long. <laughs> um, okay. So where do I hang out? I hang out I hate to admit it. I still hang out on Instagram, you know, me too. Uh, me too. Though, yeah. I was going to say TikTok <laughs> is, is also one that he'll have me like perusing, but I will say <laughs> IG is probably my space and LinkedIn, believe it or not, because I speak with a lot of businesses. That's primarily my client base. So I hang out there as well. Well, thank you for being here and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. There are three things I know a lot about launching, growing an agency, and musical theater. If you're starting or growing a done-for-you service agency, then I definitely want you to check out the Agency Thrive Mind. This is the program for done-for-you service agency owners looking for support and accountability. Inside of Thrive Mind, you'll have access to both one-on-one and group coaching, a smaller accountability pod cheering you on, a resource library full of templates and trainings, monthly group mindset coaching, guest expert trainings, and so much more. Head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind for all the details. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind. Until next time, remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward because you are doing a great job.